said, what you did unto the least of them, you done unto me. Many times we as believers forget that we are one spirit, one body, wrapped together in love. When one hurt, we all hurt. Today on Let's Wrap, Elder Walker will be presenting this powerful message. Let's Wrap. We're going to be starting in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and starting at that 12th verse. Let's read. For as a body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, or one body, so also is Christ. Let's skip down to the 31st verse at the end of this chapter. It says, But covet earnestly the best gift, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Starting in the 13th chapter, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Verse two, and though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Today, we're going to be talking about the body of Christ and also talking about its many members and talking about how everything come jointly together under love. So when we look at that 12th chapter and the 12th verse, actually, we're going to go down to the 15th verse and it talks about the members of the body. And as I read earlier about for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being many or one body, so also in Christ. So 13 verses for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, or whether having been made to drink into one spirit. And we know that that spirit that they're talking about is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. For the body is not one member, but many. And looking at that 15th um, verse there, we're going to talk about all members are useful. There's nothing that's not useful in the body of Christ. Just like when we take a look at our very own body. And I was looking up and I was wondering how many mem how many um, parts do our individual body has? Our individual body has somewhere around about 10,000 parts. Wow, that's a staggering number. But you imagine that every part is an individual part of one body, but it has an individual use or individual uh, function that that part um, performs. So we that's how the body of Christ is. And so we look here at this uh, 15th um, verse here. It says, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. And if the ear shall say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? So it's asking a question. Paul is asking us a question here. And we're talking about all members are useful in the body of Christ. So it's asking a question. If the foot want to decide that it's not a part of the body or is not useful, then do that, that, that separate us from the body? No, it don't. Because all of the body is joined fitly together. It, it ain't complete unless it's got all its parts. Or you could be um, somewhat what you would say be handicapped if you don't have your members. And the reason why that I'm dealing with this particular um, chapter today 
and this this uh, subject that God has given me, one body, one spirit wrapped in love. We have to realize that we can't do nothing within ourselves. We need the body of Christ. We need the members of the body of Christ because we know that Christ is the head and that the head of every body is Christ, but all the other members come up under Christ. So that's what we're, we're dealing with here today. We have to know that all members are useful in the body of Christ. So the foot can't say that I don't no longer want to be the foot. I just want to be a foot. You imagine you came in one day and you saw a foot sitting up on the table just by itself. It would look out of place. It would look odd. It would be unuseful. It wouldn't be able to do anything without an ankle bone hooked to it. It wouldn't be able to do anything without a leg bone hooked to it. It wouldn't be able to do anything without muscles or tendons or vein or blood running into it. It would die. And that's the importance of us being together in one body, one spirit wrapped in love. And it's so important that we recognize that. So number one, all the members are useful in the body of Christ. Number two, the importance of being of, of being who you are in the body, meaning that we need to know the importance of our part that we play in this body of Christ. We can't um, decide that we want to be something else. You got to be who God made you to be. And when we look down at this 19th verse, let's read down here. Well, let's go to the 18th verse. It says, but now God has set the members, every one of them in the body as it has pleased him. That's telling me that God is the one that's head of this body, regardless to how you feel about it, regardless to what you think about it. Now we're talking about the body, physical body, and we're also talking about the body of Christ when you think about this thing. And I want you to take those two and, and place them side by side and look at them because that's what Paul is trying to relate to us here. He wants to see the importance of the body of Christ and how it's a similarity to the body that we function in our physical body, the spiritual body and the physical body. And God is, is the head of everything. We know that God is uh, omnipotent. He's omniscient, meaning that he knows everything and he's all powerful. And, and then, and then that 18 verse, it says, but now God has set the members, every one of them in the body as it pleased him. So when we look at the body of Christ and we look at our physical body, God placed the ear in the place that he desired for it to be, that it might be the most beneficial for the body of Christ. Now, when he placed the pastor over the head of the church as a physical church, then he put him in the most um, important place that he'll be the be the most beneficial to that body of Christ, which was that that congregation, no matter what it is. It ain't about um, it ain't about a, uh, a, a, a denomination. It ain't about being Baptist. It ain't about being Methodist. It ain't about being Protestant or Lutheran. It ain't about being Pentecostal. It's about us being in the body of Christ in the place that God has placed us to be. So it's a, as it is pleasing to him. So God put people in places, meaning that God gave you a certain part or a certain place or a certain position in the body that you might function not as to be an independent operator in the body so that you may be able to work with the body together that you may benefit the body. The one member is there to benefit the body of Christ. You're not there just to benefit yourself. You know, we are here in the body of Christ that we might be beneficial 
to the body. You are a part of this body that you might be beneficial. You are a minister that you may be beneficial. You are an usher that you may be beneficial. You are a, um, a deacon that you may be beneficial. You were a trustee that you may be beneficial. You are the janitor that you may be beneficial. Whatever place or, or, or position that you hold in the body of Christ, you're there that you may benefit the body. So many times the enemy comes in and he want to cause disunity in the body of Christ. And he wants us to think that um, the position that we hold is not that important. And now we start to covet other positions, but God wants us to stay in the position that he has placed us in. Not saying that that's the position that we're always going to be in because things change with God. God put up and take down whom he, he um, desired to put up and take down. So we have to just be patient and realize that the position that we're in is important. And to be who you are in the body, in the place, in the position that God has placed you in. And in 19 verse says, if they were all one member, where would the body be? We wouldn't have a body. It would just be a member. It would just be a head or toe. It would just be a pastor. If you just only had a pastor, then there is no church. You know, there's no congregation. And the pastor can't run the church by himself if he don't have a congregation, if he don't have deacons, if he don't have trustees, if he don't have um, lay members, if he don't have a choir. If, you know, the choir director can't direct a choir when she don't have no choir members. So we all have to come under order. We have to come under an order that God has established in the church, in the body of Christ, as Christ being the head, the pastor being under Christ. And then us being under the body of Christ um, where we need to be. So God has an order of this body that he wants us to be in. But the main objective here is not about us operating just alone. It's about us operating in one spirit. And that's the main thing because the spirit of God has baptized us in this thing together in the body, a whole body working jointly fitly together the body works together our body is so tremendous and the one thing that i learned from this particular scripture because this is a scripture that i love and i quote it all the time and i'm reflecting back on the moment um a couple of weeks ago when i had an incident with my finger and this what um gave me revelation knowledge into this particular scripture here about the body of christ and how important it is and when we look at the third point in this body here we're talking about uh, number three, every part is important in its place. Do you hear what I say? I say that every part of the body is important in its place, meaning that you can't be over here in the choir box knowing that you are a deacon that can't sing at all. And now you want to lead a song in the choir. No, you can't be that. You can't be the choir director and want to be the pastor at the same time. You can't do that. We have to stay in our place. You're important in the place that God. Now, look, God placed you in this, in, in the place that he placed you. Now, one thing about this particular chapter here, the 12th chapter, when we look at the beginning of this chapter, is dealing with spiritual gifts. And it's talking about the importance of the, of the spiritual gifts in the body of Christ. Now, God gave the body gifts that it may be beneficial to the church in a whole meaning that the church may be able to operate the way that God desired for it to be. Now, we all have different gifts. You know, 
only one spirit, but many gifts in the body of Christ. And so everybody can't sing. Everybody can't preach. Everybody can't be an usher because they don't have the right attitude. Everybody can't be a deacon. Everybody can't be a trustee because they can't be trusted to count the money the way that they need to be counted. So you understand and you see that it's a purpose. It's a plan. And that's why it's so important for every part in the body to be important for you to stay in your place. Don't go to and don't try to get into a place where you ain't been gifted for. Now you're over there operating in something that you ain't even being effective in. Now you can't operate outside your gift. You're no longer effective. Now you're starting to get in the flesh and we don't want to be in the flesh because we want to be productive in the household of God. Looking at that 24th verse, it says for our comely parts, meaning that our, our comely parts, I mean, not so pretty, not so need. You see, our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered or God has put the body together. He has put it together, having given more abundance and honor to the parts which are liking, meaning that that's why I need my finger. I'm going back to talking about this finger here, because this is the main um, reason that I chose this particular um, scripture here, because, I, you know, back a couple of weeks ago, I had an accident. My fingers got my little pinky finger got cut off at the at the tip on my um left hand and I broke two fingers and that thing hurt me something awful. I tell you and I'm still um going through it right now with it. But that thing was so much, it hurt so bad, you know, even though it was the smallest finger on my hand, but this thing I tell you, my whole body has adjusted to the pain that I'm feeling in this one pinky. So now I have I got to pay attention. I got to pay attention to where I put it. I got to pay attention to whoever else come around it. Now I'm protective of it. Not only am I nurturing it, I'm protecting it. I'm covering it. I'm God. I'm guard, guarding it. I'm doing what I got to do to make sure it's clean and to make sure that it's healing properly. You know what I'm saying? Now my body immune system is starting to, to send um, everything it needs to send for this body to heal. And that's how the body works together. Every part has a place to play in the body of Christ. And as long as we continue to stay in our place and do what we have been gifted to do, then we will turn, uh, we will be more productive in the body of Christ. We'll be more beneficial when it comes to saving souls and witnessing and winning people over to Christ. So we have to continue to stay where we are. And that's the thing that I want to see. Now that my finger is hurting, my whole body got sympathy for my particular finger here. Why? Because it's hurting and my whole body is coming to its rescue. That's how we should be in the body of Christ. When one member is having problems, then the whole body should feel that pain. The whole body should be wanting to help them and to come to them and strengthen them, build them up where they're torn down. And how can we do that? And that come to my last point healing. Um, the whole body is held together by love. That's how we come and show compassion. That's how we show love. That's how we run to the need of it. When you look down at this, at the, uh, at the 31st verse here, it says, um, it says, but covet earnestly the best gift yet show I unto you a more excellent way. So this whole chapter here was talking about gifts and it was talking about the body of Christ and how important every gift in the body is and how important every member in the body is. 
But also, Paul said, I want to show you a more, more excellent way. What he was talking about. This is what he was talking about. He was talking about love. Now, we're talking about the body. We talked about one spirit, one body and wrapped in love. So as Paul was dealing out and Paul was preaching these things, he was teaching us that everything is important. Yeah, the body is important. The spirit is important. But the main thing is that we have love. When you look in this, um, if you flip over with me to the uh, 13th chapter. And it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, which is love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. So the body of Christ or the body of a church or my physical body is nothing. If I don't have love, the preacher ain't nothing. I don't care how well he get up and preach every Sunday. If he can't show no love, then he's nothing. The choir director or the choir singer, the soloist. I don't care how beautiful their voice is. I don't care how they may sound or they think that they're perfect. If you don't have love, you don't have nothing. Meaning that if we don't have enough compassion to help those that's less fortunate than ourselves, if we're always thinking about me, myself and I, then you're nothing in the body of Christ. If you don't have love, if you don't have compassion, if you don't have sympathy for someone that's going through a situation, that's what the body of Christ does. It comes to the need of each member in the body. The pastor come to the need of the member. Each member come to the need of each member. We pull together as one unit working together to benefit the body of Christ, that the body of Christ might be benefit. And it ain't about singing how good you can sing. It ain't about how good you can preach, but you can have all that. You can have wisdom. You can have knowledge. You can have understanding. You can be a prophet. You can be an apostle. You can speak in tongues and you can be interpreter of tongues. And all those gifts are nothing if you don't have love. So the main objective is here in this particular um, lesson that I'm teaching you today is that we need love for the body to operate for the body to be in the unity and the body to be in one spirit in one accord operating like God designed it to operate. How did Christ go to the cross? He went to the cross because of love. How did he come down and die and go through what he had to go through? He came because of love. Why did God give up his only begotten son? Because he so loved the world that I gave my only begotten son that, that, you know, that if we believe on him, then we shall have ever eternal life that's why god so loved the world that he gave and that's what we have to realize that love covers a multitude of sin that love never faileth. love will never fail you know prophecies will cease speaking in tongues will cease knowledge will fade away your beauty will fade away but love stand the, stands the test of time Love never fails. Love never fades. If you got true love, then you can go through whatever you got to go through. So I want you to be encouraged today to know that no matter what the situation you're going through, what circumstances you're facing. If you have love, 
then you can overcome every situation in a circumstance. So we want to take love and place it in our heart like never before. The body of Christ can get back to the place that it needs to be when it starts incorporating love into everything that you do. We need love in our body. We need love in the church today, no matter what you are, black or white, Jew or Protestant or or Christian. We need to show more love to one another because one body, one spirit wrapped in love. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word that has went forth today. We thank you for each and every one of your listeners out there today, God. Somebody might have been hanging in the balance today, God, because of something that happened to them in the past. They're holding grudge in their hearts, God, unforgiveness. They're not looking um, at the person and past the sin because the word of God said is in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wicked forces in high places. So we have to realize that it's not my brother, but it's the enemy, Satan, because the word of God say that the enemy come to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus have come that we might have more life. So let us look past all of our faults, God. Look, let us look past the shortcomings of our friends, our loved ones, our family members, God, and let us um, see the love of Christ and what we need to do, God, in order to strengthen our brother, to strengthen our sister, God, to strengthen our body, God, to strengthen the whole body of Christ, that we might be effective, God. But most of all, God, that we won't lose our eternal life over some small thing because we didn't have love in our hearts. So I thank you right now, God, because your word said that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I thank you for all that you have done and you're going to continue to do in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Our hearts say amen, amen, and amen. I hope that this message today was an encouragement to your heart. I'm Elder Michael Walker, and I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. Um, Listen like share and comment and uh we just continue to lift you up and we just want to let you know that i love you but christ loves you more 